Five Nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Good evening, welcome to Five Nights. I'm your host, Smash Africa for the babies. Another session of Visual Digital. As per usual, uh, celebrating African creativity through the arts. Mondays, we have Visual Digital. Tuesdays, we have Fine Art and Dine. Wednesday, music heals, and uh, every Thursday, fashion sense everything to do with fashion. But since it's a Monday, we are doing visual digital, and uh, my guest this evening is the one and only Gabelo Tate. And um, Gabelo is one amazing cinematographer, <laughs> seer of things, vision maker. This man will make a picture come to life from just words. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Welcome to Five Nights. How do you do, man? Uh, thank you for having me, Smash. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, what a great platform to be on, man. Thank you. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned the platform, how great it is. You have been given a gift that shares beyond your life and times. When you are no longer on earth, people will know about you and know about your work and know about your eyes. So thank you for being a great talent, bro. The gift, the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> right? Bro, uh, last time you were supposed to be on my show, uh, you were coming on with uh, the dudes that you created magic with. We spoke extensively about margarine. In fact, I feel like that margarine conversation led to me having these evenings on Five Nights. Right. So, so I just, I just want to take my hat off and say thank you for the inspiration. Um, oh, but today you are here by yourself to represent yourself and your work. And my first question is, what music, what music is playing on your phone, man? What music is playing in your car? Oh my word! For real? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm a I'm a hip hop head through and through. So, like, if I'm at the gym, I'm in the car, uh, I'm bumping hip hop, and I'm a very old school guy. So, you know, uh, I'm on your park, I'm on your uh, your Nas. Uh, I'm also now, you know, so I hit. I mean, I literally listen to any hip hop that you know gets me going for whatever mood I'm trying to get into at that point. Have you and Akin Omotoso uh, sock playlists by any chance? <laughs> uh, you know what? Funny thing is, in fact, if you go on my if you go on my my Insta Insta story right now, I actually posted a picture of him and I on set, and I'm bumping this biggie that him and I always rock. So on set, it's a vibe with me and Akin. There's always a speaker, and we're bumping hip hop, and you know, because it's got to be fun, right? You know, we know we're not in office jobs, you know, so we're creatives. So nah, I d I did not even know that you posted that on your uh, on your yeah, stories on story. IG and I just went there I just chose a kid out of all people <laughs> so, so, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I went in that direction I'm glad in that yeah and in, fact, in fact the, speaking of playlists um, the, 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 the the soundtrack for the Disney film we just did now is I mean, it's epic. It's super epic, you know. Uh, there's a little bit of Biggie in there, you know. It's nice, nice. Oh man, that's beautiful. We'll get, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that. And 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 since you are a lover of music, and how I know that you love music, it's because how you incorporate music in some of your visual work, and I'm talking about your downtime visual work, not your professional visual work. Right. Uh, I look at gym as a service to self. <laughs> And that's your downtime. So you could either relax, right. do nothing, or work on 
on sculpturing your art piece, which is you, you know? Right. And I've seen with your videos, like you've got like inspirational music and you've got like upbeat music. When you are going through a tough time, is there a specific genre of music you go to, um, to, to, to get refilled? Or when you are yeah. going through a, what we call a writer's block, a creator's, a creator's block, Right. What music right. you go to for inspiration to just lift you up? Yeah, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, I, I don't really go through like an artist block so mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously what I do go through is obviously life, you know, life hits you with uppercuts and roundhouse kicks now and then. Mm -hmm. So I obviously always need, um, you know, something to bring me up. And you're right, Jim is always, always, always my go-to and I accompany that with sort of my music uh, that I listen to. And, and I always say to people, you know, I'm a big runner also, mm -hmm. I run a lot. Um, and it's funny, if I wake up and my headphones are not working or I don't have access to my music on my phone, I'm almost not going. Seriously. Oh man. I'm not going, I'm not going. Like even at the gym, I'm just like, I'm not going. Like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't separate the two. It's weird. I can't separate when I'm at the gym and working out and running without music. It's always been, you know, there's one and the other. Um, so it's always been like that for me. So, you know. Um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't necessarily, it's weird, man, because I literally only listen to music at that point when I'm sort of gymming and running and driving in the car. Very seldom I'm listening to music at the house. And I guess because at the house, my source of relaxation and being calm and what brings me peace is my wife and my daughter, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so they're my, they're my go-tos at home. And, you know, and obviously what I love about my wife is my wife plays old school R&B, so in the house, you know, there'll always be like some TP, you know, some Kenny G, some Luther, big Luther, you know, in the background. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. so, yeah, so music is, I mean, you know, it's, it's important. And I think we, and as a family, we probably don't give it as much credit as it deserves because we don't feel like we're a musical family. Mm -hmm. But now that you mention it, actually, now I'm talking and I'm unpacking it with you. It actually seems like we actually do listen to music like this. Now we're going to take it way back and we're not going to keep it with music, of course, um, because I feel like you are, an, every individual is layered. But in terms of your cinematography and how you see the picture, it's so beautiful. I can't help but want to get into your head. Taking it back to growing up, bro, like, what are your fondest images that just spring up, like, without even thinking, you know, like, what are you yeah. seeing? Where are you in 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 the world? Because the world is a big place. <laughs> are you saying when when I was growing up, where where was I when I was growing up? Or like yeah, so between I... between thirteen years old and twenty years old, what you are seeing as a teenager, straight like, what are right. the things that you are seeing, man, as you're growing up? Mm. Dude, you know, you know, uh, um, I must say, I think you know, um, I've managed, and I'm I'm grateful that I. You know, I've lived my phases of my life accordingly. So I was a, I was a baby, and I think I had great parents who, you know, looked after me amazingly. Uh, then I became a teenager, you know, and being a teenager allowed me to sort of live my life, you know, uh, you know, bad decisions, good decisions, uh, heartbreaks, good friendships, bad friendships. 
you know, uh, and life experiences. And, and also I give that to my parents. You know, my parents always allowed me to sort of experience new things in my life. So my teenage years were just literally living my life and just being a teenager. It was crazy, man. Um, so never really had the pressure of, you know, what are you going to do with your life? What's the next plan? And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, parents always sort of, you know, try to keep you on the right track. You know, and I think my parents did a good job with that, but never really pressured me to doing you know anything that they wanted me to do uh but behave of course mm-hmm. uh you know so yeah and, and it's funny man you know when i tell people about my teenage years film was never part of the plan you know um at some point i wanted to be like a marine biologist believe mm-hmm. it or not and then at some point i wanted to be in like hotel management i imagine like just being in this casino talking to people because i've always been a people person that's mm-hmm, one thing mm-hmm. that, that, that for me like and my mom will tell you see my mom was like you being a creative was probably the best thing ever because i could never see you in an office job you know i could never like nine to five <laughs> and like every day monday friday same boss same colleague it's just it's a little bit monotonous for me so now, and i get bored very quickly so mm-hmm. you know that's why i love the industry that i'm in you know it just allows me to travel it allows me to meet new people it allows me to understand people it allows me to understand that you're going to meet people you don't like and it doesn't mean you're stuck with them forever be okay <laughs> be okay with not getting along with everyone it's okay you know you're not stuck with them forever so you know yeah so when i was growing up man i was just i was a teenager and, and i think i had a really great upbringing you know my parents my parents worked hard just to sort of you know um yeah give us give us i guess what we needed mm-hmm. and then obviously as you grow older um one would love to think with experience you become a little bit wiser with your decision making skills let me not even give you that much credit you become smarter at making decisions <laughs> you know once you put the wise you like yo i'm not that yeah. relaxed <laughs> um how do you find yourself in the world of film how do you find yourself behind the camera then? um you know what a what a journey it's been i must say um being a creative you know um you you know people always talk about you know how uh, film industry is such a passion driven industry and 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 i think it is uh, but i think it's more it's more a calling than anything um mm. you know i look at sort of my you know my career as a whole up to now and just like where i started from just being at film school at after and then coming out and sort of trying to break into this industry and and you know you want to do the cool things and then it's about the money then it's about oh i want to work with this brand and work with this company you know um so there's also just a sense of finding yourself within this creative space which is a really which is a really great thing um you know um but it is um it is a great space to be in you know mm-hmm. it's a great space mm-hmm. to grow and find yourself in. and and it's what has it's what has brought me to where I am now and to be okay with the kind of cinematographer that I am right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'd have asked me, you know, years back, you know, what kind of a cinematographer do you think you are? I would have been like, what kind of a question is that? There's no such thing, you know, because I didn't think 
I didn't think you could be this kind of a cinematographer, this kind of a cinematographer, mm. you know. Uh, but with all of the, obviously time and just working with different people, working on different projects, um, and sort of you know going through life things, you know, in general, you know, um, and obviously the decisions that I had to make leading up to where I am right now. Um, you know, when I'm behind the camera, I'm an honest filmmaker. I'm an honest cinematographer. I love telling honest stories. I love telling real stories. I love telling people's stories. I love classic cinematography. Um, I love people around in my team when I'm around the camera to feel like they're also just as important as I am. We're all behind the camera, mm. um, you know, um, because I also understand that for me to get where I am, that's why I hold Akin very close to me, is that Akin had to take a chance on me and I never even knew Akin from above. So, um, and he was shooting a feature film and I went in it for an interview. And, you know, and he took a chance on me when, you know, it was so hard as a black kid to break into, you know, the part of the film industry that you want to be in, which is like the big budget stuff, you know, your features, your commercials, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of black kids get stuck sort of just, you're just at the door, you know, you're always mm -hmm. knocking, but no one's really opening, you know, you're doing, and you, you're stuck with this amazing talent, but no one ever gets to see your talent because no one wants, no one's willing to take a chance, mm -hmm. you, you know, mm -hmm. so, so that's why I hold a king close to my heart and, and I try, you know, I try and I pass that forward also myself and, you know, that's what I love about me and Akin. We also, we, I really don't care how great you are at your job, but also your energy for me speaks volumes. You know, I gotta, there must be something about you that I like. I must like you. You must like me. We should be, mm -hmm. together we should be a vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that's what I've learned about filmmaking. It's a, it's a very honest process. It's a very personal process. Um, yeah, and I feel very privileged when I'm behind the camera. Man. I understand that you know it's not it's not every you know black kid that gets to follow their dream. That's why I think it's my responsibility and our responsibility, such as yourself, you know, people who have made it to a certain level, you know, to make sure that they you know they pass the button, they they uplift others, you know, to be the best they can be. Mm. And I, what I love about what you just said, and you keep on referencing Akin, Gabi um, was mentioning Akin Omotoso. Um, I got a brief experience of him, and and I was probably in mid twenties, bro. You know, and usually when you are that young and meet someone so prolific in terms of African storytelling. Oh man, you can't help but just want to soak it all in. You know what I mean? And he's got this—he's got this amazing aura of "you are all welcome." Just okay. don't, just don't come with BS. Yeah. <laughs> right. no. Hey, no. No. And, listen, and you're right because oh, I always man. say to my wife, it's so hard not to work hard when you're around a king. Yeah. Because a king. Akin has normalized working hard. So for, yeah. for some of us where we're like, yo, next week I better I better buckle down and do this, you mm -hmm. know, or yo, I've got a deadline. Akin Akin stays on work hard mode. So for yeah. him it's natural and it's normal. Yeah. You know, and when someone like that sort of looks at you and says, I see something in you and I believe you, I believe in you, you know, it puts it puts that amazing, lovely pressure on it's nice pressure it's nice it's like dude win come yes. i want to see you win let's go come with me you know yeah. let's do it together let's go you know I, so, I, I i like i liken it to pressure in the shower you know you know you're getting clean up 
to I'm, enter the You know what I mean? <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, I've got to be secretly. Yeah. Okay, now feel you, yeah. Um, so, Vaya, dog. Like, Vaya. you shot Vaya and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history, bro. Dude, the rest is history. You don't even know. Oh, um, man. Like, um, you know, you, you know, funny thing, sorry, 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 but you know that I still, till this day, yeah. like, I'm still booking jobs based on Vaya and like huge jobs, like international jobs. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll get international companies calling me and they'll be like, hey, Cabello, hey, Cabello, we just saw Vaya the other day. And I'm like, Serious? Are you like, God, seriously? <laughs> but again, it's what you're saying, you know, it's like what you're saying, you know, like your your, your art will never die, you know. It will live on, it will just get seen by different people, you know, which is great. So mm. um, I just want to nerd out, uh, when you shot via um, the camera equipment, the lighting that was available to you, for you. Um, <laughs> Like you gotta walk me through it, bro. Come no, on. <laughs> you know, crazy, crazy thing is that you know, Vaya was probably, you know, and again, I'm, I'm I'm very thankful about the projects that I've been on because I've actually learned and I've taken a lot from each project that I've been on. And Vaya obviously was right up there. Um, and you know, as much as you know, <laughs> you know, you go and you work for companies like Disney, and you realize, oof. In terms of budgets, we are we're chalk and cheese. You know what mm, I mean. So mm, we mm. we have to we have to as South Africans be a little bit more resilient, a little bit more like you said, smarter in our thinking. Mm. You know what I mean. To achieve certain things with the little that you have. You know. So going back to Vaya, we shot Vaya on the red one. Uh, this was this was one of the first reds that were made. Like, mm. dude, like you see now, the cameras are tiny, lights. The, that camera was heavy. It was made of like steel, like yeah, it was yeah. metal steel, heavy. It used it used to like overheat all the time. So we yeah. used to have a cooler box for the camera that had ice packs. Yeah, because uh, we were shooting outside all the time. And when the camera started to overheat, it would just not work, and we'd have to cover it with like ice packs, and it was just a mission. Um, you know, so it was that, um, and then. Uh, the gaffer I had actually was literally one of the best gaffers um, in South Africa. His, his name was Elliot, um, and he's passed on now. Um, oh, may his soul rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, his son is actually in the film industry, actually. And in fact, I met him through his son. So when I was on the come up and his son was like to me, dude, I see you trying to break into these feature films. You need a great gaffer. And I was like, okay and he's like you gotta meet my dad but I'm like, yeah i'm like really dude your dad and everyone else's dad are you serious he's like no seriously <laughs> you know what i mean yo and then i met his dad dog and <laughs> the beginning of the most amazing relationship ever you know and even akin will tell you about Elliot. his lighting i learned so much from him as a dop because of the dop you gotta understand lights you gotta understand lens you gotta understand light you gotta understand you're painting a picture you know what I mean? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i learned so much from him so i had him as the gaffer on via which is also why via is very special for us um and and he just his lighting was beautiful he just knows how to tell a story with lighting and you know we talked and the collaboration it was amazing yeah man and via was you know via was such a it was such an amazing story to make because of its backstory also like i said i love telling 
stories that are based on real people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories of Vaya are based on real people, so that was dope, you know. And then, yeah, and then we did Vaya, and then it ended up premiering at Toronto Film Festival, which is one of the biggest film festivals in the on the planet. Um, so it premiered at Toronto Film Festival. Ava DuVernay, who owns Array, bought the rights of it. And like you said, bro, the rest is history, man. You know, the rest is history. You know, <clears throat> the reason why we go back to a timeless work of art, and especially when it comes to creativity, is it, it will speak volumes even long after the people who worked on it are no longer here with us. Um, there must have been a spirit and a sense of pride on the set right this is me assuming you'll correct me if i'm wrong what what could you tell a young person listening to this interview about the spirit of telling a story whether you are writing it whether you are shooting it whether we are writing a song and the reason i'm asking you this question is because now the african story more than ever it's a story that everybody wants to hear right Right. What spirit must we be in to tell our story? And the reason I'm saying spirit, because it's one of those things, you can't touch it. <clears throat> we can't hold on right. to it. You can't really explain it. It's beyond the physical, right? So what right. spirit does one need to be in to tell the authentic story? Right. Uh, and I'm going to tell you personally, because I, I think, again, that's a pers- it's a personal thing, mm-hmm. right? Because I think no, everyone goes through different things in life. But for me personally, um, it's a spirit of honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, a spirit of honesty, um, honesty to the story, honesty to the people around you. Um, honesty to the director who you, you know, who you want who you're helping deliver a vision you know what i mean um because again you know when i work with akin what i really appreciate about working with akin is that we're very honest with each other, with each other. so mm-hmm. you know and that's the beautiful thing about filmmaking filmmaking doesn't have to be one person's idea right filmmaking mm-hmm. is a collaboration that's why everyone's role in the full in on the film set is super important super important and you know and it took me a while to learn that you know when i was growing up you know because i usually think oh wow you know i'm the man i'm the dop you know and then mm-hmm. and really you start to realize that um as a dop you really your picture means nothing if the art direction is horrible or your picture means nothing if the sound is not you know great or you know or your picture is nothing if it doesn't complement the, the, what the character is going through, you know what I mean. So everything in filmmaking, filmmaking is a holistic process. You know what I mean. Everyone has to be honest with everyone. So when an art director comes to me and says to me, "Ah, what do you think about that?" and I'm like, uh, "I don't think it works, but I think we should try this." You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So they were bouncing ideas off of each other, and that's why film. That's why films are great. You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. when you watch some of the biggest blockbusters in the world it's not one person who sat there and said oh we're gonna the, the the bomb is gonna explode like this the car uh, the car chase scene is gonna be like this the love scene is gonna be like this the dialogue is gonna be like not one person did that it's impossible it took a group of people coming together and being honest to each other about the process you know what i mean 
uh, and people being okay with, you know, okay, they're not going to take my idea, but it's for the greatness of the production. You know what I mean? Because it's funny, I've got this DOP friend of mine, Mateo. Mateo and I always laugh about how audience members don't know your backstory. They don't, yeah. audience members don't know what you went through on set that, oh, maybe Gavala didn't agree with Mateo. And that's mm -hmm. why this went happened. No one cares about that. Audience members, when they came in and they paid their, for their Netflix subscription, they want to see great visuals and a great story and they want to be captivated and leave going, ooh, I can't wait for the next one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And again, that's why I'm saying filmmaking is a very honest thing. Like if audience members don't like what you do, they'll just be like, this is horrible. We don't like it. Nothing personal, they're just being honest. Are you are you referring are you referring to Mutel Mwe? Oh yes, definitely the one and only son. Yeah, I, I see I see why you guys are mates, man. Oh the one and only what do you what do you say? What do you say to entitlement when you're faced with entitlement? Has that Sorry, what do you say what, what do you say to entitlement when you are faced with entitlement or when you are looking at entitlement? What do you say to it? I mean, you you know, I also feel I also feel like entitlement is is a dangerous thing. Um, I never, I never, I'm, and I'm, and again, I'm, I'm almost, I'm only human, so I'm sure at some points I've acted like I was entitled without even noticing, you mm -hmm. know. But uh, one, yeah, so it's a very human thing. People will feel entitled, you know. I see it all the time with like people closer to me, like my little brother, you know. My little brother's young, he sort of had everything he he thought he wanted and he thought he deserved, you know, not knowing that, uh, you know, you have to work, you know, uh, for a lot of the things that you get. Um, so I think also entitlement also starts with sort of the way you're brought up. I think it's, 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 it's a mindset, you know, someone's like, right now we're busy trying to explain to our seven-year-old daughter that yes, you deserve everything, but you can't get everything. Mm. I mean, it's weird, it's such a weird thing. You can't, but you can get everything, but you just got to appreciate the things that you, that you have and, and how you get them. And you got to be cognizant about how you think you're going to get these things. You know, they're not always going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Um, you know, and it's and I think it's and again, you know, with human beings, it's always easier for people to be on the outside looking in and, and be like, "Oh, that person's entitled," you know, because of whatever whatever reasons, you know. So, yeah, it's all tricky, man. You know, human being. I think human, I think I think it's easier to judge. And maybe this is. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's easier for one human <laughs> to judge another human. That's why I, I think you're saying what you're saying about looking outside in, you know? Right, right. Uh, um, the moment or the day, I wish that day comes. We are not judgmental to anybody. True. Going to be a beautiful time, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a beautiful time, and and I think someone who has a daughter, and hopefully, if God blesses me with more kids, is teaching my kids not to judge. Not to judge, no. Yeah, I think, like, yo, judgment, dog. 
Judgment leaves us. Leaves us short, bro. It leaves us so short. We all feel like we all feel like we're in this position to judge. Dog. I'm not judging you, but you know, so so that's that's it. All right, cool. Um, this this should be this should be a fun. This should this should be a fun experience. How do you describe Joburg to someone who's not from Joburg? In 280 characters, I won't be counting. I'll see how fast you can describe things. How do you describe Joburg to someone who's never seen Joburg in 280 characters? Wow. Yeah, think about it. It's cool. We, okay, we're gonna, wow. we're gonna, we're gonna edit, we're gonna, we're gonna edit the part where it's quiet. <laughs> you can think because, about it. You know what, because what I would say, right? Mm-hmm. What I would say is, Okay, this is how this is how I'll describe Joburg. Joburg is a little piece of the whole world in one place. That's how I describe. It. Damn, a little piece Damn. of the whole world in one place. Because I mean, Joburg is it's bro, it's a not like it's you don't like, say no more, bro. You dad, you said it. I feel I feel I feel sorry for the next guest that I'm gonna ask the same question. <laughs> that was a that was a very like uh casual question. I was like, oh my man, I'm gonna mess this one up. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man! All right, cool, man. Uh, let's. It's time for inspiration. Um, it's time for motivation. Okay. Um, you are looking at the situation in South Africa right now, socially, economically. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's just bad. It's what, bad, do, dude. what what do you say? What do you? Because I believe you are a person who believes in hope. I think yeah. every parent out there has hope. You know. This, yeah, we yeah. all have hope. Yeah, we all, we all have, have hope. hope. Yeah, my yeah. So what I'm gonna say to people, and I and I and I live by this, and I'm not and I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do at times, mm-hmm. but let's never lose the spirit of trying, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to better yourself, trying to better someone else trying just trying just try because as soon as the moment you stop trying then you there there will be no results because no results come from nothing you know what i mean so let's keep trying um um and you know i think it's uh, uh, uh aspire to inspire before you expire you know uh so yo if you can help someone help someone um don't judge. Mind your business. If you don't have not something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. What does the future look like for Cabello Tati? Uh, the future is hopefully looking very bright. I'm about to go to Cape Town uh, for the next three months and shoot a Netflix series. After that, I'm in talk uh, for an international film. And I just received the script yesterday for another script around December shooting in LA. Um, it you know if all goes well and you know maybe maybe we move to LA. <laughs> oh man, that is so beautiful, man. We'll see, yeah. But uh, yeah, my wife is turning forty in a bit, so we're having a big soiree for her. Uh-huh. So my daughter's growing, 
you know, and we're trying to we're trying to stay healthy, man. You know. Yeah, man. Stay shooting in the gym, bro. Stay it's shooting the these pictures, bro. Yeah, man. Let's stay, do it. Stay documenting it. African stories, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it's so cool to be African right now. You don't even know. It's like literally. It's, all, it's, cool it's always been cool, man. It's, it's always, always been cool, right? But now, now we're getting now people now people around us are realizing how cool we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which is really tough. Bro, thank you so much for being the light. Thank you so much for being an inspiration. And most importantly, thank you so much for documenting our piece of this beautiful story, history that will live Yo. Yo. years, Smash. centuries, Smash. and decades beyond it what we yes, have seen. thanks for having me stay smashing stay smashing thank you bro for the babies for the babies for the babies <laughs> smash africa on 5